Hi, thanks for joining us for another edition of Chronic Conversations. I am your host, Jerry Anderson, a.k.a. Jerry Leonard, and joining me tonight is a very special guest. Before I get to him, let me uh, give a shout out to my sponsor, Sean Thompson at Thompson's Personal Training. Uh, you can get in touch with him through Facebook or through me. Uh, if you go through uh, Facebook, let him know that I sent you and you get uh, one free lesson, which is $40 value. Uh, also to NGWA Pro Wrestling, uh, don't forget their next event is October 23rd and it's Rawhead Rex versus the Monster Cyrus. And joining me now, man, thank you very much for joining me. A um, little bit of everything. Let's 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 go over it. Uh, I could start at high school, but start at college. Defensive lineman, teacher of the year, uh, coach, uh, pro MMA fighter, boxer, uh, bare knuckle fighter, professional Muay Thai, and just uh, got through with a submission fight. Did I leave anything out? That's it, man. I'm, I guess I'm just a jack of all trades, huh? Right. <laughs> which one out of those, before we get started, just out of my peak, my curiosity, which one of those do you enjoy doing the most, do you think? I Out of the sports or just all? Everything yeah, because I know you started like jujitsu and stuff first and then transitioned, but. So I think, man, I think I enjoy the bare knuckle boxing. I really do. But if I had to quit everything and just focus on one thing, I think it'd just be just starting my uh, getting back to my jujitsu journey, man. I just right. That's that's how I started, and and you know when I get old, I'll still be doing jujitsu. So I'll be doing that. They got masters for that, right? <laughs> yeah, they got yeah they got old folks leagues for that. So <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah. And you won your last one. I told you all fair. Congratulations. So congratulations on there. You'll hear me calling a submission fight. And anybody that says a submission grappling is not a fight has never been in one. <laughs> true story. There you yeah, go. true, true, true story from day from day one. Uh, it, it's a battle. Um, so one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here, there's a lot going on in the news. Um a guy I was a fan of, but I'm kind of losing a little respect for. I'm one of those guys that's always been a big John Jones fan. Uh, he's been back in the news again. You know, everybody's got their troubles. I, I don't judge any man. I've got my own demons. But it, it seems that he keeps popping up with, with poor character. And to me, even in this day and time, people are still associating fighting with violence or a, a woman beater or things like that. But then comes along Juan Torres, like I said, teacher of the year, um, um, coach, uh, uh, a man of great character. Uh, what do you tell people to dispel the myth that, that just because you're in a violent sport, that that makes you violent outside when I think it makes you even less violent. I agree with that, man. I think, I think knowing how to control your anger, how to control you know, whatever comes at you, it, it it keeps you from being violent. I think uh, fighters are the least violent people. You know, you get dumbasses yeah. like John Jones out there doing stuff. But for the most part, man, we, we're the most peaceful people you'll ever meet, you know? Yeah, you know, down to earth. Down to earth, just, you know, whatever's whatever, you know? And and the, the, the people that are judging, the people that are out there saying fighters are this and fighters are that, Obviously, they've probably never been to a gym. They don't understand. No. You know, you walk into a gym, man, and 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 the guy that's been there the longest, the, the you know, the guy with the most experience will probably be the first one to walk up to you, introduce himself, and say, hey, welcome to the gym, you know? Right. So I think that's, that's just crap, and it's bad that 
that's going on, but you always I've actually heard seeds. Yeah, I, I, I had kind of thought that we were at a place, like when I first started getting into jiu-jitsu and MMA and stuff, it wasn't that popular. We was just around like UFC one or two. Um, but there are people who still think that that is MMA. And it surprises me. I actually had somebody ask me that not too long ago. They go, so they're using gloves in MMA now? And I'm like, oh, man, I got like 20-something years, 25 years to to, to catch you up on. Um, right. How long have you been doing this now? And what's changed the most since you've been in it? I think I started, I started in 2011. I just, you know, getting done with college, you know, I still... I wanted to compete. I thought I was a badass myself. You know, I thought mm-hmm. I can go. I said you thought you are. Yeah. So, I mean, back then, you know, I, I got yeah, hard. Yeah, I yeah. think that's that's hard more than I don't think I'm a badass, man. I just, yeah. I, you know, but I walked into a gym and, you know, coach introduced himself. I got to spar the baddest dude there. I got showed that I wasn't a badass. And we went from there. You know, I fell in love with the sport, you know, uh, the jiu-jitsu, the, the different martial arts. There's different, you know, martial arts, man. Jiu-jitsu, boxing, the Muay Thai, all of it, man. I, I started falling for all of it. And, you know, n- n- the way I am, I want I want to try everything. You know, I want to see right. what everything feels like. That way, you know, when, when I get old, I can say I did it all. Hell. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely some stories to tell the kids and grandkids, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, look at what I Pat mean, did. <laughs> my boy, you know, my boy, you know, he'll sit, he'll sit at home when I'm, you know, flying out to Vegas or Miami or whatever, and he'll pull up all my fights and watch them on YouTube, you know, so that's, yeah, that, I want to leave, yeah, I want to leave some type of, you know, legacy or whatever, my little mini legacy. Right. Does he show any interest in getting anything like that? Is he into any kind of sports right now? I just put him in jujitsu. He's right. already doing jujitsu. He's already, I already got a call from, uh, from his teacher asking why he had a black eye. And, you know, my, my mom had to explain to her that, you know, I'm a boxer and he's, you know, going to fall right into that, man. It's, it's great discipline, especially for yeah. these kids nowadays. And it's humbling. I mean, every, every day you learn something new and every day you're humbled, no matter how good you think you've gotten, what rank belt, who you, you know, passed their guard last week or tapped out this week, right. next week, you know. You know, I've had the smallest, the smallest guys, you know, you walk into jujitsu, especially a jujitsu gym and, and, you know, the guy that's sitting over there in the corner, he might be 125 pounds and you, yes, you get, you get to roll with him and he, he puts yep. you in an arm bar. It humbles you real quick. So, yeah. You, you tap agree. out one guy real quick and then you get to that rubber guy that's made out of rubber and you're like oh, this. Yeah. This taps everybody. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it shows it keeps you humble. It definitely keeps you humble. Speaking of coming up against somebody like that, what 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 kind of um, conversation are you having with yourself in your head when you do come up against adversity in the ring? Um, maybe something you haven't seen before or a new technique or, or somebody's frustrating you. I try I try to keep my mind just clear, especially mm-hmm. in a fight, you know. I've heard a lot of guys talk about, oh, I think about all the stuff that makes me mad or all the stuff that makes me upset, and I'm in the ring doing this, and I can't do that. Like, I've tried, and I've gotten my butt, you know, handed to me trying to do that training or sparring, and I can't right. do that, man. I, just, I keep my mind clear. I control my breathing, and, and mm-hmm. you know, if, if you know, one round goes south, I sit down, and me and Ernest talk about it and mm-hmm. take a deep Robert breath. Yeah, for sure. Coach Johnson, man. Him and Mike Hammer, man. Mike Hammer, you know, 
he's in the hospital right now. He's he's fighting COVID, and, and like I tell everybody around here, man, if anybody's gonna beat COVID and 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 show them that just because you go to the hospital and you got COVID, don't mean you're not coming out. It's gonna be That's Mike. Right. So, so for sure, shout out to both my coaches, man, and my manager, Junior. So. Man, and and uh, while I'm here, I'll say shout out to forty six eleven Aston Mark. Congratulations on his oh, win. Yeah. The Avis, oh, yeah. the underdog Griffin. That's right. All them boys from Chattanooga. Yep. All them boys from Chattanooga, which is um where I met you the first time, uh, uh, which led me to YouTube. And like I said, thank goodness for YouTube. So I've watched a lot of your fights, and I may have even heard an announcer mention that I can't remember. But one of the things I thought watching your fights is, do you do you just not feel pain, do not get hurt, or are you just so good at no-selling? Because I've never seen anybody no-sell like that before. Man, I just, I mean, I feel the pain. I just, I don't know, man. It's, I guess, adrenaline and and just, you know, continuously trying to show everybody that I might get beat, but you're not going to knock me out. Right. You're going to have a fucking fight. You're going to fight your ass off. It's going to be the hardest fight of your life. And you're gonna know my name at the end of the night. So you know, th- just keeping that in mind. I guess my you could say my ego, my pride, whatever it is, man. Right. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not there just to lay down for you. I'm. We're gonna fight. Right. And we're gonna feel it. So it's it, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, you know, almost everybody's got to tell. And I watch some of those fights over and over and over, thinking, you know, watching, you know, where they got a kick in or something, and there was no kind of smirk or wince or the little eyes or the nothing, you know, nothing you normally see in the fighter. And I was like, that's, that's just smooth. That's just cool because that's got to break up somebody that you're fighting. It's like, no matter what I'm throwing at this dude, he's literally smiling at me. And he, he, you can tell you're happy that you're enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, just growing up in Houston, man, you, you can't show weakness. I, I, I firmly believe, man, you might, if, even if you're hurting inside or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, whatever, you don't show weakness, man. You don't show weakness because they jump on it. They jump on yeah. it. anything. It doesn't matter what it is. If you show weakness in life, period, people will jump on it. So why just why not just keep a smile on your face and fight fight your demons, man? You, whatever right, it right. is, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, whatever yeah. it is, man. Mm-hmm. You know. So just fight your demons. Keep a smile on your face. You know. Keep keep the faith and and keep going, man. So, so how was Juan Torres as a kid? How was he growing up, you know, elementary school, uh, middle school, high school? Juan Torres as a kid was a little troublemaker, man. He was a little shit. Yeah. And that's probably that's probably why I'm so good at my job now because I, I teach behavioral kids. Mm-hmm. And that's, I why I asked, that's why I asked because I figured there was a transition story here and I wanted to hear people hear that because of who you are at one point in time in your life is not who you are at another point in time. And you get to decide who you are. Right. So, sorry for interrupting, but go ahead and finish your no, story. No, I mean, you know, I was a little hoodlum, a little thug, man. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. I thought I was, you know, transparent. Nothing could get to me, you know, and, and mm-hmm. life taught me a bunch of lessons on the way to being who I am now. You know, I almost, right. I almost had my leg amputated in a street oh, accident, uh, trying to, trying to be a thug um i've been jumped on you know i've been jumped on with bats and you know all kinds of stupid crap man that i probably really didn't need to be out there anyways i've been shot right. at you know been shot at been stabbed all that stuff yeah, man but so yeah it happens yeah so you know <laughs> i'm 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 
I hate that I had to learn that way. Right. But I also love it because like, like you said, I fear, I don't know fear. The only thing I fear is the Lord, the God, that's it. Other yeah. than that, man, I'll jump into a freaking, you know, into a fire and, and, and battle my way out. And I'm not saying I'll make it, but you know, I, I can see here. you running through hell covered in gasoline to, to get at something yeah. you needed to get at for sure. That's right, man. Yeah. So, you know, just, I don't know fear, man. So, well, let me ask you this, jumping back to the, the different things you do. Um, when I used to do grappling tournaments back in the days, you know, different places have different rule sets and you got to kind of train for those rule sets because something that's legal here might get you disqualified here. Well, you're not only just doing different grappling tournaments, like you're doing different arts, you know, one, you can knee a guy, one, you can't. Yeah. How do you make that transition? Is it just, just the training up to that point or, or how do you not in a jujitsu match, you know, throw an elbow or an elbow. Yeah. Yeah. So, Man, and it's funny. It's funny you say that. This grappling match, we were we were both on our knees at one point, and my mind went straight for it. But like in my mind, I'm like, oh, I could get an easy body shot right here, and I kind of did like this. And you see me reach for his neck. Like it, it's just you just you got yeah yeah you got to be mentally aware, man. I'm just I'm real right. real mentally aware. Really know what's going on. You know, during camp we we practice what we're gonna do. So. You know, mm -hmm. I'm more of a boxer now anyway, so that's strictly what I do. The the bare-knuckle boxing was a little bit different than, you know, gloved boxing. You know, you, there, right. there's things that we worked on a little bit different. You know, maybe duck your head, you know, let, let him punch you on the top of the head, you know. Right, yeah. That way he breaks his Makes fist, sense. you know, th you know, things like that. But Or not breaking you, your own fist and something like that. You know, you don't have the gloves. People always think gloves are protect the other guy's face. It's like, no, that's right. protect your fist. Exactly. You know, uh, throwing, you know, in bare knuckle boxing, you can't throw full power to someone's head for that reason. Cause they'll duck right. their head. Right. So, you know, you work on that. It's just during camp is really when, when I get mentally prepared and, and you just got to stay aware. You just always got to be aware of what's going on in your surroundings and everything. So. Yeah. Definitely. Has that ever led to, has there been anybody, I, I would hope not uh, for their sake, but has anybody ever tried to test you? Because I know Joe That's Schilling, do you know who Joe Schilling is? That sounds, that, that name sounds familiar. Uh -huh. He's probably most famous for how much he, how many cigarettes he smokes and can still do pro kickboxing, but uh -huh. a, a bad dude nonetheless, but somebody tried him not too long ago and figured out it wasn't the best idea. So it's one of my favorite oh, questions. I'm just curious, like, has anybody tried you or... Like out in out of the ring, right? Out yeah, of the out of the ring. Yeah, out of the street. I haven't <laughs> been in in any type of arguments or any. I think I had one guy, one time, say something, and and you know, I was like, man, just relax, dude. Like back off. And you know, they can go about, oh, I'll kick your ass, and I'll do this, and I'm just like, okay, man, whatever. Just don't try me. That's all I ask. You know, I've been, you know. It's been years, five years, maybe six years since I've been in some type of Tussle. altercation out here. Yeah. Right. And, and that was just like I slapped the dude across the face and he ran off. So it was, yeah. you know, I try to try to stay out of the way, man. That's well, he thought about it and then figured out that that not, might have not been the best idea. He yeah, had I got I got I guess <laughs> I got a good uh, slap hand. So, yeah. Now, you, you played speaking of sports, you played the defensive lineman in college. Is that correct? 
I was a defensive tackle, nose guard. I was a nose guard. Nose I was guard. 300, okay. 360 pounds. But you dropped down to what for fighting? Right now, I'm sitting at 230, 225. Really playing, yeah, I'm, I'm getting down there. I'm not used to – to me, this is little. And, I like, I'll tell people, I'm like, man, I'm so little right now. And they're like, dude, you're big. You're 230. I was like, no, big is 300 pounds. Yeah, right. big is 300, 260. I'm big. I feel big at 260. I'm strong at 260. At 300 pounds, I'm bench pressing 500 pounds, squatting, you know, 700 pounds. I'm a big boy. Right. Like, right. Mentally, that's where I'm at. And now right. I'll put on that heavy weight and I'll be like, man, I can't push this like I used to, you know? Oh, man. So, so it has affected your performance a little bit, dropping? I, yeah. Well, strength wise, but other than that, man. Was well, your speed picked up? Your cardio's good. My cardio's good. I can run. You know, I can run three, four miles in the morning. And, you know, I got what I need now for boxing. I don't need to be right. a strong man anymore. I don't need to be a, right. a defensive tackle. So it's just a mental. It's a mindset, you know. Right. And if it's this kind of recomposition, right, because it's, you know, being in shape for one sport, even if it's, you know, your different sports is a different conditioning for the other anyway. Right. Right. So. So how do you how did you get down there? Um, just sauna suits are my best friend. Sauna I probably have, I have I bought this thick sauna suit and I have two sitting in the back ready for this one to rip. So I'm always I'm always wearing sauna suits and especially in the boxing gym in the summers they look at me like I'm crazy. I go through like three pairs of shoes in one session because yeah. of the sauna suits. So oh, man, I, yeah. I'll drop about 10 to 15 pounds easy water weight just in a sauna suit. I remember those when I was in the amateur boxing on the uh, day we had Tennessee Golden Gloves. Before we weighed in, we'd run five miles to drop the last little bit of weight. When I got back, I was still a pound or two away from even one more down than I normally fought at. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, you want to put on the sauna suit and do some jump rope? And you get down that next weight class. And I was thinking, I think this is a good weight class for me. I think I re feel really comfortable here, coach. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, I know. I think one time I tried, I dropped down to two hundred five to fight uh, Roger Navarez for Fury FC. That was like mm -hmm. I don't know four or five years ago, and I got down to two hundred seven, and mm -hmm. I couldn't. I stopped sweating. Like they had to take. Right. I, I forgot how much money they took from my check because I couldn't cut the last two pounds. So. That's, the I get that. That's a crazy thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, it, it, what, what happened is you were literally dehydrated. There was nothing for you no. to sweat. That's that's kind of dangerous, especially. And, and I'll go into this. Uh, I don't remember the name of the gentleman. Something else we talked about before. Um, first of all, uh, condolences to his family, a fighter from BKFC that they were um, that was injured and they were trying to see if he's going to come back around. Didn't make it. Um, oh. How does. Like, I know you're a warrior, but how do family and friends deal with something like that when they when you go into the ring? Because this is real. Like we talk, this is real life in death yeah. situations. This is you're putting your life on the line. It's not just a cliche. You're literally putting your life on the line to, to follow a dream and entertain people. Um, I think I think my mom takes it the worst. She's scared. And, you know, I try I try not to tell her too much. You know, she asks what the other guy looks like. I'm like, man. He's just some scrawny guy. Don't worry about it, Mom. I'm going to come out on top always. And, you know, that, I guess that might ease her pain or her worries a little bit. But right. 
it's been times where she wouldn't even watch fights. She'd just wait for the for the results to come through, or my brother would call her. So I think my mom takes it the worst. Uh, right. My little my little boy, actually, the last fight I think I fought on Fox, and they all got together, and my mom said that he was like, you could see he was super nervous watching me fight. So right. I guess you know he maybe he doesn't understand it yet or or whatever, but. She said he was nervous about it. Every time I'd get hit, he'd look down, cover his face, you know. So. Well, even like I, I know I used to get, and you probably feel the same way, you, you get more, really more nervous for your teammates when they go to fight than you do for yourself. Like it's a right. whole different kind of bundle of nerves, right? Right. It's, it's yeah, it's nerve-wracking. You know, you see how much work they put in, and mm-hmm. it's like, man, they have to win all this work that they've put in and they have to come out on top. And it's scary just, you know, knowing that one might have an injury and they're trying to cover it up and he's going in there with an injury and the other guy might be 100, you know. So mm-hmm. definitely I'd say I get more nervous watching, you know, these kids, these amateur kids go out there yeah. and, and, you know, tussle. So that, that definitely – me, I don't even – I don't think I get – butterflies anymore before i go in the ring i'm just like all right here we go well i'm trying to explain to people if fighters get nervous anyway it's not like they're they're scared of getting beat up they've been doing this their whole lives right Um, what they're scared of is is possibly losing or letting themselves down letting their families down letting their coaches down Uh, a lot of people who believed and put a lot of work in them as well because even though you only see that one person in the ring there's usually a pretty good sized team uh, of support both trainers and family and everything behind you that help propel you right yeah, so yeah, Junior, definitely Ernest, you know, Mike, when you know they put in hours, man. So there's sometimes where I can't even get into the gym until you know eight o'clock, and Ernest is out there, and Mike is out there yeah. waiting on me, and I'm, I might be the last one in the gym, you know, and we don't get out till 10 30. So, you know, putting in six to eight weeks of that, and then going out and not performing the way you want to is it, it's scary, it's nerve wracking, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, I had one fight where I just I came out super positive, super super confident, and you could look and see my manager Junior, and he looked nervous because the other guy, you know, he he was big, he was bigger yeah. than me, he had like over thirty boxing matches, and I was like, man, I got this, don't worry, don't worry, you know, I got this. And inside, I'm like, man, if I fucking lose, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have to hide my face and go straight to the hotel. It's gonna be <laughs> embarrassing, man. And you right. know, first round goes by. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to win this in the third round. Third round for sure, I got this. You know, and I go to the corner. And and if you know me and you know my fights, like you said, I, I laugh and smile and yeah. all that. You know, in in you know in the break, I look up at Junior, and he's sitting up top at, you know, one of those little VIP areas. And I just, I got this, don't worry, in the middle, in the middle of the fight. And everybody just starts laughing, man. But, <laughs> you know, it ended up sec- second round. I knocked him out with a body shot. I think I... I broke a rib or something and Ugh. you know, we're in the back and he's telling me, he's like, man, I was so nervous. I was so, you know, I was like, I got this. I told you I'm good. We're good. So, yeah. Speaking of a cracked rib, what's, what's worse pain, cracked rib or, or real bad liver shot? My God, those liver shots are, <laughs> those liver shots are something else, man. Uh, Everybody should have to experience one once. Man, oh my God! If that's one thing, if it's one thing that'll take me out, is a liver shot. Oh my God, man! I've 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 had my eye busted 
just wide open because I'd rather cover the liver shot that I just took. <laughs> yeah, rather than, you know, hit me in the face. Man. Yeah, just do whatever to my face. Just leave my liver alone, man. Cause and it's a delayed man. reaction. So when I first got kicked, I thought, you know, well, well that wasn't as bad as I thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it's it probable. It's it's not like anything. It's a man. new pain. I call it a new pain. You got yeah. every time you experience a pain you haven't experienced before, it's a new pain. Yep, yep. That that liver, man, that, that ain't no joke. And you know, I've tried to make it a part of my arsenal now. Like I'm a southpaw, so it's a little bit harder to get that liver shot. But I'll, I'll aim right. for your body more than I will your head because I know the yeah. body hurts more. So yeah, yeah, it does. It's it's a lot of people don't realize that either is that it's it's really more painful to take some of those body shots than than head shots because yeah, uh, something about. Because you know your focus and you're just laser and in, in the tunnel and stuff, so the punches are coming at your face, but you're not even thinking about it. But yeah. you take a liver shot or you get a cracked rib, then all of a sudden, you know, yeah. you're pulled out of that zone. You're like, okay, that'll wake your ass up real quick. Yep. Yeah. Well, I would do that. You would just look stone faced at them. <laughs> I don't know if you got some Russian in you or Samoan or. I actually do have Samoan. Samoan. Yeah, that. With that, for some reason, that's when you fight. That's what you remind me of. Small, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got so, so small blood, I think, through my mom's side. I believe I was gonna tell you if if you weren't sure, you need to go ahead and do a 23 and me because <laughs> <laughs> there's some, some in there somewhere. I'm just so, what, what do your kids, man? What what do they think about their teacher being in something like this? And, and, and you know, do you use that? They love it, it man. They love yeah. it. You know, I can, I can say, you know, I've been. I've been to the, you know, I've been to where you guys want to be, especially my players, you know, they, they want to mm -hmm. play in, on ESPN. They want to play on those big stages, man. So, right. you know, you keep focused, keep your mind straight, do what you're supposed to do inside of the school because, you know, those behaviors are, you know, they're huge, man. Like, like I said, mm -hmm. actually today I ended up, I ended up getting on a whole group because man, it's just like, sometimes they act like they don't care. And it's like, man, mm -hmm. y'all need to focus. Y'all need to do, the right thing so that y'all because some of these guys are super athletic man they they can right. do something with their lives you know and it's like mm -hmm. y'all gotta cut the crap man i know y'all are young and y'all don't understand yet but right. take it from me y'all need to get your stuff right you know i've shown them yeah. my leg man i you know my leg is pretty scarred up it's it, it's bad so you know i've got my battle wounds from when i was a kid and if mm -hmm. i can help any kid avoid that i sure as hell will which is probably uh, uh, one of the reasons, you know, the universe, God, whatever, sent you through those trials and tribulations so you could be that person for them. Because without that, then, you know, kids like that, uh, they need real. They're not going to listen to somebody who doesn't understand them or hasn't been there. Right. 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 I agree with that, man. I think, you know, if I was a kid and I ran across somebody that, you know, had all those scars and and just the the way I try to talk to them, I try to talk to them not like a teacher, like, like I'm one of them. Like, right. I, I've been there. I know what you're right. going through. You have to do this. It might be tough right now, but you got to get through this so you can get to the big stuff, you know? So yeah, I, I, I relate with them really well, I believe. And a lot of them, they do listen. You know, there's a couple guys that I believe right now that I've changed, helped change their, their mindsets and refocus. So as long, you know, I'm sure there's probably many more that you don't even know about. Right, right. You know, it might be that one that just acted like he didn't care. He did. He wasn't listening, and he's out there. You know, changing yeah. his life. So. Changing life. You planted the seed. Um, there, there were a lot of 
seeds planted in my youth that didn't take hold at the time, but but they started to grow and different people would water them, different mentors and things and, and brought those things out of them. So even if you're just, I say, with somebody for a season um, and don't change their whole life, if you can at least plant a seed, then the universe is going to bring somebody along to water that and cultivate it and, and do what needs to be done um, as long as we do our job. Right. Um, so what what is your calling? What is your calling? Is it a teacher? Is it a fighter? Is it what if you could only put one thing after I am, what would it be? My calling is to be the best. The best person I can be for the two, my two, my niece and nephew. So I, I adopted my niece and nephew. Mm -hmm. Uh my calling is to just make sure that they they can live their lives as normal as possible. And, you know, just my calling is to be their protector, basically. Right. So, you know, and, and the teaching, you know, that falls right in, I believe, too. So the teacher being a teacher and definitely those kids, those two kids mean the world to me. So. Right. Well, man, you're you're. Part. Yeah, you're you're a great role model, and and I put that on one of the things, kids. If you're looking for a role model, an athlete role model, this is one I hear all the time <clears throat> from athletes, and I do agree. It's not their job to raise children, but they are looked upon uh, uh, with great value from children. So, so uh, what do you say to people who may say that it's not your job to be a role model, but you chose to do that anyways? It just do you think it's just people's choice, and it is what it is, or do you think once you're in that position, then you're kind of. I, I think, yeah, once you're in once you're in that position, you I mean, you have to just realize, like, man, everybody's watching you. And especially these kids are watching you. These right. kids are they want to be like you. So if mm -hmm. you're out there drinking, if you're out there beating on your old lady or whatever it is, right. they're going to think that's OK. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Because they're mimickers, right? You know, you know, we raise them the best we can, but in the end of the day, they look up to people, and that's who they want to be like and men. Right, right. So, you know, if you're not going to be a role model, then maybe you should just move around or, or get under the radar or something, you know, the best you can. So, right. I don't know. Well, let me just personally thank you for being the man you are because um, I do believe that's a choice. So I thank you for choosing that. You could have chosen another way, and you didn't. Um. Moving along back to your fighting, do you have um, anything coming up? Any kind of all those names I just said? So we uh we're in the process of you know maybe December we'll get back into the boxing ring, okay. and uh, you know if BKFC calls, I'm always there. You know I'm always nice. I'm always there, man. So whenever BKFC calls, but we've been vigorously working for December. So hopefully December, December we'll be back in the ring. I think maybe on ESPN or something. I'm not sure. So. And and other than YouTube and Facebook, do you have a website? Do you have a, do you have merchandise if people are fan and they want to uh, look you up? Man, we always got shirts. I just if y'all want to look me up, y'all can look me up on Facebook. Man, for the most part, I add everybody on Facebook. Anyways, I use that as my fan page. Um, I'm real big into Instagram now because that's where okay. everybody's at. So, uh, Teflon Don JT, Teflon that's my Don Instagram. JT. Uh, besides that, that's it. You know, I don't really, I don't do the fan pages and all that. If you right, want a right. t shirt, man, if, if, if I'm printing shirts, you know, 
I'll sell them for like 20 bucks or something. I don't know. Okay, cool, cool. And, and definitely he is on YouTube. Look him up. Um, if you do have stuff coming up, make sure you tag me as well so I can get the word out there. I want everybody to get to know you and uh, uh, see you. Much like uh, Kevin Kenny Moore, you just got like that um, relaxed vibe and spirit that draw people to you. And, and I think once uh, people see that, man, they're just going to be a fan for life like I am. Uh, I also want to tell you, before we wrap this up, I want to ask you one more question. If there was one thing you could tell a younger one or the kids out there listening now, what would it be? What would be your one piece of advice if you could only give one piece of advice? Man, I got asked a question like that a few days ago, man. It, it's a basic one, but I'm very curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, 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 I got asked if I could change something in my that happened to me in my life when I was younger, and I don't think I would, man. Uh, you know, everything happened for a reason. The only thing I could, I would change would be, you know, saving my sister, helping mm -hmm. my sister be a better person. That's probably the only thing that I would change. Um, what would I tell a younger one? Hmm. Because I doubt, I just can't see if you told younger one, like, say, hey, you're going to be a teacher working with troubled kids. Probably younger one would be like. Okay, what you smoking, bro? Yeah, right. Um, man, I just I just tell myself be a good person, man. Do the right thing. Be I know. You know yeah. Be kind. We all, and I'm not perfect. I am not perfect. No, I screw is. up right. every every day. I screw up. There's right. You know, I could I could name a bunch of things I did today that I fucked up. So, right. You know, just be the best person you can be. Be a good person and and treat people the way you want to be treated. So. And allow yourself to be human. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We all, human. We all make mistakes, man. It, 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 as cliche as it is, it is all about the journey. Well, man, I, I just want to uh, thank you again and tell you that, uh, as I tell most of my other guests, that time is the most precious gift you can give somebody. And, and you shared that with me. So I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. I mean, thanks so much for so talking. For sure. Anytime, brother. Anytime, man. Well, hang out with me for just a second. I'll end the broadcast and then I'll come right back to you and then we'll wrap up and I'll let you get going, man. Thank you so much. Sounds good. But yes, sir. Everybody, peace out. Thanks for watching another edition of Chronic Conversations. Uh, stay tuned for what else is coming for the Chronic Network. we got some ghost hunting episodes coming up, uh, all kinds of other paranormal things and adventures. So stay tuned. Thanks, guys, and peace out. Peace. Oh, yeah.